Hey everyone, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021 and Ask Shane Anything. As you guys can see, I'm rocking our brand new shirts. They came out freaking great. Uh, they look amazing. I love this shirt in particular with like a jacket or a vest where you can see our logo there on the sleeve. Uh, the way this art is designed is kind of like a cross section. So it really works great if you got it underneath like a jacket or a vest like I've got. it. So anyway, love the freaking shirts. One thing, you guys have been buying them up. We only have like literally, I think, one small left of both designs, like two mediums left of both designs like one triple XL of each and like two double XL. So anyway, the sizes on the ends are almost gone. So if you're small or you're big or whatever, uh, you might want to think about picking one up soon or they're going to be gone. We are not making more of these. Uh, so I'm really happy with the way they turned out. Also love the Sifted Army shirts. You'll be seeing those on Game Face soon. Anyway, thanks to everybody who's bought a shirt already. Just giving you fair warning. If you're looking for one on those ends, you better pick one up soon. So anyway... Here we are in 2021 for Ask Shane Anything, uh, the turn of a new year. I am working right now on completely updating our Patreon. Uh, it's going to have a completely new look, a new feel, a new intro video, um, mostly new tiers. Some of the tiers are going to stay, but some of them are going to be replaced or eliminated. Uh, I'm going to try to focus a little more in 2021 um, on just a few things and do them better than we've done them before and be more reliable than we have before. Uh, but we also have two brand new shows that are launching in early in the year. You've already seen one, Game Pass or Fail. There's a promo for that up right now on Sifted.net and on our YouTube channel. Um, and then we have another show that's coming uh, that's still top secret, but that will be coming before the end of January. It should be. Uh, you guys are probably wondering what's up with Game Face. No Game Face this week. Uh, we're taking this week to do stuff like redoing our Patreon and just kind of resetting after 2020. It was kind of crazy. Um, so lots of stuff going on behind the scenes. You're getting asked Shane anything. You're getting packed or factor. Still working on a spoil with Matt on something I don't want to talk about yet. Uh, but we got some stuff coming for you until Game Phase launches again next week. Also launching next week, the first episode of Game Pass or Fail. Anyway, you guys sent me a bunch of great questions. Let's just get to them. Our first question comes from Sifted from Derek D111. Hi, Shane. I hope you and all the Sifters had a great Christmas or whatever each person celebrated. What has been your major high point and low point with the site since Sifted has launched? As a bonus, which character would you most want added to Super Smash Brothers? Uh, I feel like I've answered this one before and ask Shane anything. And I think I'll be honest, I don't think my answers have changed all that much. Um, let's see, the greatest moment I think still is signing Pactor Factor uh, to Sifted, getting Pact to work with us. I think that was a big deal, it legitimized us. And I still think the worst thing that happened was Marcus leaving, like right at the beginning. And I'm not trying to guilt him or whatever. I, it just really, really hurt the site, like a lot. Um, so I think that's the worst thing that happened, even more so than the robbery, because you guys were great and like helped us crowdfund our equipment after it was all stolen. Uh, so that really sucked. And that was probably the most heartbreaking moment. Um, having my landlord call me and say, hey, the office was broken into and we think they got your place. And then driving over there like 100 miles an hour, getting there, the cops are there, that whole thing. That moment was terrible. So that's probably the worst moment. Uh, the worst thing that happened to Sifted, though, was definitely Marcus leaving right at the beginning when we had hyped up he and I joining forces again for Game Face and blah, blah, blah. And you guys know how the story goes. So anyway, again, not trying to guilt him. That's water under the bridge. It was a long time ago. But you asked the question, and so that's my answer. Um, 
And then what character would I want to see in Smash Brothers? I think we talked about this on Game Face as well. Um, somebody asked us what we thought the character was going to be. It ended up being Sephiroth, but I was rooting for Ryu from Ninja Gaiden. Um, to me, he's a perfect fit. Uh, hopefully the timing would be right because they should be announcing a new Ninja Gaiden like literally any day now. Um, so I thought the stars might align for that and I would love to see that. He would fit right in. He makes sense inside the game. Um, but as of yet, no dice. Alright, our next question comes from Herb Atronic. What's your favorite bad game by whatever standards you would consider to be bad? Oh gosh. Um, well that's tough. So... I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense, because if I think the game is bad by my standards, then I wouldn't like the game. I think the better question is, what game do or does the vast majority of people think is bad that you actually enjoy? Uh, that, to me, that makes a little more sense. Um, well, sports games in general, because most of our audience hates sports games and think they all suck and think that they're retreads and think that, you know, they should just update the rosters every year, which I don't completely disagree with. Um, so I guess I would say just sports games in general, because I do enjoy them. Um, now, I will say this. There is a game where if you look at our eval for it, and I wrote the eval, that's the crazy part. If you look at our eval for it, you may think it's a bad game, but I have been playing it lately. And that game is Rocket League. Um, I reviewed it, wrote an eval for it way, way back, like in the early days of the site. And I've been playing it again lately because I have an Xbox Series X with nothing to play on it. And so when I found out that Rocket League was going to have a 120 frames per second mode on Series X, I was like, okay, I'll start playing Rocket League uh, on my Series X. And I have, and I have continued to play it. Um, and I've gotten pretty good at it, to be honest with you. I pretty much dominate like every game I play in right now. And I'm going through like the the ranks and everything. I think I'm like silver right now for this. Anyway, um, so I'm enjoying it. And so I went back and I read my eval and everything I say in that eval is still true today about Rocket League. Um, so I don't regret my eval. Um, I think the game could be much better. But the reason I'm playing it other than like the Series X stuff is that I do like sports games. As I said earlier, I really enjoy them. I like the teamwork part of it. I like the sports part of it. And if I could, I would be playing the new revamped version of, of NHL 94 that EA released with the latest NHL game. Um, in fact, that's what I really wanted to play. And so I went on the marketplaces and started looking around for it. And if you search for it, you can find it. You cannot buy it. It was only available for people who pre-ordered. Um, I don't know why they haven't made it available as like a $10 download. I would pay it right now. But I got a hankering for a very simple sports game. I tried to get the new NHL. I couldn't. I didn't want to buy the whole NHL package just to get the NHL 94 little variant that it has. Um, and so I went to Rocket League. And I've been enjoying playing that. But I still have the same issues with it that I did way back when I wrote the game eval for it. Next up, we have a question from Toast9. What is your philosophy when it comes to game reviews? How should games be scored or how should they be scored? Why do you think so many reviewers moved away from criteria and have become more freeform? Would you consider bringing reviews back to Sifted? Great question, Toast9. Um, yes, I would love to be doing way more game evals on Sifted. Um, I spoke earlier in the intro about how we're going to be kind of 
revamping our Patreon to focus on stuff a little bit more. Uh, Gamey vows are something that I think we want to focus on, but not just written evals like video evals. Get to a point where we kind of position our game evals is not as this like, it's there the day the game comes out. You're, you know, you're gonna look at this and decide whether to buy it or not. Instead, maybe looking at game evals is like a, mo a more definitive look at the game after we've kind of the sticker shock is worn off, the honeymoon period is worn off, we've played it a lot, um, and we've had kind of time to allow our opinion to ferment a little more. So kind of creating this ultimate evaluation of a game, which is kind of what evals are anyway. So anyway, that's all stuff that I'm thinking about. But to answer your question, yes, we are thinking about bringing back game evals to Sifted in more abundance anyway. We've been actually doing some evals. Uh, Vincent's written some. We did a few last year, but not as many as we should have. Um, and I think in general, what we're discovering with our content is a lot of the stuff we come up with are really good ideas. Uh, but our audience is so small that it doesn't have a chance to take hold. When you experiment with stuff, you need a huge audience to consume that first. And then the very small amount of people who enjoyed it from that group or will give it another chance, then they go out and evangelize it. Um, and we just don't have an audience big enough to do that. It worked at game trailers. It doesn't really work here. We put something up on game trailers, a new segment. It was up on every message board on the internet in like five minutes. Oh, game trailers, new series, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't happen for us. So no matter how cool of an idea we come up with or how differently we do things, it, it's never really going to work. So I guess what I'm saying is we're gonna go back to the basics in 2021. Um, I, I think it's probably the thing that we can do with our eyes closed. Um, so it's not gonna challenge me all that much or pretty much anyone else who's working on the site. But the fact of the matter is that's what people want and that's what they wanna consume. And that's a big focus for us in 2021. To your question about reviews, um, I think you know how I would do them. I've shown you how I would do them with the game eval. Um, and that is the alternative to not having scores at all. And what I would say about scores in 2021 is if you're not willing to do something like we're doing with game evals, where you can tell us how much you care about each part of a game and you're getting a custom review score basically, then review scores are pretty much just pointless. I mean, let's be honest. They're there because people want them. Um, and so you're asking why people are moving towards these more freeform reviews. It's because there's less commitment to a freeform review. It's harder for angry fans to zero in on something to hate you for. If your writing's a little more ambiguous and there's not a lot of structure there and you're talking about the gameplay in paragraphs 1, 4, 8, 9, and 10, it's hard for people to laser focus on what you're saying. And this is why things are supposed to be split up into digestible bits in the first place. It's how the human brain works. You're trying to break people's brains in a way by creating these freeform reviews. They don't know what to focus on to be angry about. If you have, say in our evals, graph, you have a graphics rating, then people can zero in on that and be like, I don't agree with you on the graphics. And then they can go down the list and be like, I don't agree with you on blah, 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 blah. You're kind of right on this. It just, the more granular you are with your reviews, the more you open yourself, yourself up to criticism on social media. So I think that a lot of people have figured that out. And they're like, you know what? If I just write something that's a little more focused on the artistic side of writing, maybe it doesn't focus on every little element of the game, then they can't pick it apart. And I will say this. Our reviews at Game Trailers and our evals at Sifted are very, very detail-oriented. 
And so you have to be on it. If you're mentioning a ton of details, you could have your review loaded with like a million things, uh, uh, great observations, uh, just a lot of detail on how the game works or what the features are. If you screw up one of those things, the whole review shot, your credibility is shot in that review. That's the way the internet reacts to things. We've seen it a million times. They will find the one thing in a review that they don't like and completely ignore everything else that you say in it. So um, I think it the more freeform reviews help keep people from doing that. It's harder for them to kind of focus on something they really get angry about. That's my guess. Um, I'm, I haven't talked to any reviews editors and they told me that's why they're doing it. That's my guess why a lot of people want to do it. You're Every time you give a number, you're pinning yourself down to something. And especially now with the game, the way games are, they're fluid. Uh, they're adding multiplayer modes later on. People don't go back and read the eval or the review after you've updated it, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, um, I think we're doing it the right way if you're going to give it scores. If you're not going to give game scores, then I think Freeform is probably the way to go. All right, our last question for this week's episode comes from Jay Lynn. Do you think Back for Blood will have stupid paid DLC after launch similar to Turtle Rock's previous game, Evolve? Okay, so I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but Evolve was kind of the first poster child for how to not do DLC. It had announced all these crazy DLC plans, and then the game launched, it flopped, they were scrambling to improve the game, they didn't have time to work on the DLC, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so it's kind of like the cautionary tale for how not to handle this in games. Um, so that's what Jalen is getting at when he's talking about what the studio did before. Um, and to answer your question, do you think it will have stupid paid DLC? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, stupid, I don't know. But will it have a lot of paid DLC after launch? Absolutely. Back for Blood. I don't know if you realize this. There was just like an update for, for Left 4 Dead 2 like a few weeks ago or a month ago. They're still supporting Left 4 Dead 2. And granted, a lot of that stuff is done by fans or whatever. My point is, people are still playing Left 4 Dead 2, and therefore, creating content for it is a fruitful endeavor. I absolutely think you're going to see tons of DLC for Back for Blood. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm still at Sifted in eight years, if there will still be DLC uh, being released for Back for Blood then. So, I yes, I mean... This, the game has been a long time coming. Fans have been asking for it for a long time. They knew very well what they were asking for when they were asking for it. And I feel like Turtle Rock maybe would feel like they would it was betraying fans if it didn't support this game with a ton of DLC. I also expect this game to kind of launch bare bones with maybe a couple maps. Uh, I don't expect it to be a huge release when it does come out. Because remember, it was just officially announced like a month and a half ago. And it's coming out, like, really soon. So my guess is the base release doesn't have a ton of content. And absolutely, there will be a lot of DLC. Whether it'll be stupid or not, that I can't guess. All right, that's it for another episode of Ask Shane Anything. I know there's a lot to digest in this episode. Uh, lots lots of stuff going on with the site and things like that. You're going to see all this stuff slowly coming online over the next week or so. Uh, really excited about 2021. Um, I also want to mention before I go, I want to thank a ton of people who gave us money for a beer for the holidays or for New Year's. Um, we just put it up in the header for a few days. We were like, maybe someone will kick us five bucks and be like, hey, you know, I wish I could hang out with you and buy you a beer. If I can, here's five bucks. Um, that didn't happen, actually. I thought there would be high numbers of people just giving us a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars or whatever. Like, we got none of that. We had a couple people give us like five bucks, I think. The vast majority of people 
were giving us like big chunks of money 25 50 100 uh one person gave us 500 dollars. it's unreal um i never dreamed that this would happen uh so thank you to everybody who bought us a beer over the holidays um it made a big big difference particularly around the holidays um when obviously there's a lot of cash outlay that's going on for pretty much everybody over the last like five or six weeks so thank you guys i really can't thank you enough i will say this it would be nice if some of the basic people gave us like a dollar like literally not a single basic person gave us a single dollar and i'll be honest with you I didn't put that in the header for the people who are subscribers. I put it up there for the basic people because, come on, you've been using our site, I don't know how long, however long you've been a part of the site, uh, for free. There's no ads. You don't have to run ad blocker on our site. And you can't give us a dollar. That was really disheartening. Um, not the money. I mean, the dollar isn't going to make a difference. It's the thought behind it. You know, I do a lot of this because I'm trying to like give you guys something that I think helps you. Uh, I'm not doing it to get rich or whatever, um, and I get a lot of enjoyment just out of seeing you guys use all the different things that we built on the site. Um, and it wasn't like I was hoping that you guys would help us financially. It was the thought, the fact that you appreciate what we're doing for you guys. That was disheartening. But you know what? Uh, the few people who did like help us out completely overshadow all of that because they were just way too generous. So thank you guys. I hope you guys had a great holiday season. I hope the new year's going great for you guys so far. Um, I think 2021 is going to be awesome, both on Sifted and everywhere else, as we slowly come out of this hell we've been living in for the last 11 months. Uh, and I'll be very privileged to enjoy it with all you guys. So until next time, take it easy.